Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Maxon Inflatable Boats Creek Adventures podcast presented by our friends at Lone Bison Fly Tying Tables. Lone Bison Fly Tying Tables, uh, premium quality functioning art. Find their products at LoneBisonFlyTables.com. I'm Trevor Rogers, joined always by my good friends Dalton Wortham and Chris Queen. And tonight it is the return of the Striper Man extraordinaire, the conservation chair for Tulsa or for Trout Unlimited 420 and the co-owner of Heirloom Rustic Ales, Mr. Jake Miller, who is about to go hit the water and make us all jealous and hopefully go find the striper, man. How are you, dude? I'm good. I'm good. Hoping, uh, hoping I can follow through with a striper today. It's been a minute. So that was legit the fastest intro I've ever heard, but uh, I, I very much appreciate Trevor throwing it down quick so we can uh, get some good meat and potatoes out of uh, Jake and then get him onto a boat. Like, like the dude is legit in the back of a truck at the boat ramp. Um, is this like an undisclosed secret location? Like, are you going to share with us where you're at? No, no. I'm just going to be fishing the dam today. I'm going to be super lazy fishing. So it's okay. uh, not, not a secret. Okay. So the so the uh, the the pen the 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 geo locate we put on his Zoom feed uh, is worthless. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> got the, yeah. He's got the blurry filter on his background where you can't everything's background's blurred out, so we can't see any defining <laughs> features. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Well, Jake, you uh, um, we briefly touched on this, and and I realized this today, the the first time you were on the podcast with us um was the day uh, that we got the the sad news of mr pat daly um who meant so much to, to to so many people in our area uh the day that we got the news of his passing and today we're we're talking about um the pat daly invitational and so right. i mean almost a year almost a year later i don't, I don't know my timeline's messed up but uh um, but it, it just, that just, that, uh, um, that kind of hit me today that that was the last time you were on and, and the timing of that. And so, I'm uh, super excited about the, uh, this event that you have, um, I think spent countless hours coordinating and, um, uh, seems to be extremely well supported as it should be. And, uh, it's going to be an exciting time. So tell us more about it, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is kind of uncanny that the last time we were on this, I remember, uh, basically throwing out there that I felt kind of like he's a fighter and I hope that he can pull through and yeah. And then that night got the news, but spent a lot of time kind of thinking about, uh, how I could remember him best and what I wanted to do, because I think Pat and I were, really close and um you know had worked together on so many projects and so much legislation and um and he was also at the time you know when i first met him kind of one of the only warm water guys uh in the club and so he was somebody i could bounce all kinds of ideas off of for fishing for weird fish that you know weren't really happening at that time so i really wanted to kind of commemorate him in a way that I felt like he would appreciate and um, an AP actually put out there uh, a while ago that I thought it, he thought it would be cool to 
maybe have a tournament in his honor. And I was already working on this one. And with all of the warm water species, I was like, man, there's nothing that Pat would have loved more than to see us kind of trying to break the mold on uh, the fly fishing stereotypes and uh, using a lot of our uh, public water to try to catch some really big bass. Dude, that's really, that's super cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like I said, I mean, we would spend hours at uh, coffee shops uh, tying up just, I mean, for me, tying up really terrible flies because I'm not very good at it. But, uh, you know, we would just sit around and talk endlessly about different ideas for where Striper would be at what times. And, and then all of that just immediately, it, se it seemed like immediately turned into conservation and, uh, and we both could kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> kind of drag our shoulders together because we just weren't fishing very much. And, um, and that's one thing that he told me, you know, a couple weeks before he died is that I needed to start fishing more and making sure that I made time for that. And, um, and yeah, so what better way to cover all of that than put together something like this and, um, and it's a way that, you know, I don't, I think if you're throwing a fly on the Arkansas river, uh, Pat Daly should be a household name. And, um, that should be something that everyone knows about. And so I'm hoping that I can do this tournament every single year and make it an annual thing. And, uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of people follow in his footsteps because man, what a guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so man, uh, that you saying hey, he should be a household name. I think in the world that we all kind of live in, he is. Um, we just had Ed fight on the podcast um, episode dropped yesterday, I believe. But I mentioned to him that we recorded with you tonight about the Pat Daly. And, you know, he immediately just went into memories of Pat and um, kind of two giants in the world of Oklahoma conservation. So it's cool to yeah. see how conservation and fly fishing go hand in hand you preach that you know i think we kind of we touch on it quite a bit um but i think we all here feel blessed to just have been able to soak up a little knowledge from pat and and you're organizing this tournament um and it kind of just being a uh, an idea everybody had on their head and you lead the charge on it man that's that's really cool yeah no it's uh and I think that's what's going to end up being really fun about this is I really want to um, kind of open it up after this one to forming a committee um, and having people work on this throughout the year. And because uh, the more and more I do this, um, you know, and learning from Pat this as well, like the legislative side is so exhausting and you come out of the legislative session every year just feeling you know, I don't know, like you need to take a year off from everything. And, um, and then like not feeling like you really get very good results either for, for all the effort you put in. And so I think a lot of my focus moving forward is going to be on trying to get more people involved in things like this, because I think these could be, you know, almost bigger for the change that changes that I'm looking to see than the legislation itself. Yeah. So real, real quick, I want to, I want to 
speak for you um, or with you and, and challenge listeners a little bit. If you uh, listeners are inclined to to donate time if you care about conservation and things like that and, and just don't know where to get started um reach out to jake uh through the the tu420.com on the contacts page there um uh there are so many things that uh that you'd be able to help with and uh i wrote a little you know, two paragraph deal in our last newsletter, just saying, Hey, it's, it is a little scary, overwhelming, who am I to help type of deal. But, um, there, Jake can't do it all. Uh, Pat couldn't do it all. Um, you know, the, the other people just throughout the state, not just in, in TU 420, um, we need more hands on deck and, uh, and you can make a difference. So call it this tournament, call it being involved with, uh, uh, any of the Trout Unlimited or FFI or CCO or you know, name name a, a, an alphabet soup acronym that uh, that does good work. Um, get involved and donate a little time, and uh, it, it'll go a lot further than you think. So there's my my public service announcement. Um, do not do not be overwhelmed. So yeah, speaking no, of acronyms, um, go ahead, Jake. No, no, I was just gonna say. Um, speaking of acronyms, it. sorry, we're cutting in and out. Um, I channeled my inner Jake Miller the other day, spoke at a city council meeting in opposition to a rezoning of, you know, kind of my neighborhood. And I was sitting there debating on speaker or not. And I thought to myself, you know, WWJD, what would Jake do? <laughs> Didn't have a bracelet. But uh, yeah, man, I was like, Jake would speak. So I jumped up there and did my best. No, it, uh, you know, it's the older I get, the more uh, I just kind of feel like what good is an opinion if I'm not actually trying to live that out and see that through. And, you know, if I'm out here fishing and I'm complaining about water quality or, you know, out here fishing and complaining about populations, you know, but I'm not actively protecting the watershed it's kind of at that point super hypocritical and um and i really what i would tell you uh is the coolest part is you will never see a fish the same way um and you'll never see time on the water the same way um you know i've been definitely times selfish with water time where you know I've been single before and just like spending six hours a day on water, you know, multiple days a week. And that's good. And that's fun. And there's a time and a season for that. But I think what's just as compelling, if not more, is that one day because you spent the last three protecting it to make sure that people get to tell the same stories you tell. And, um, and so I would just tell you, you know, if you're on the fence about it or, you know, worried about if you've got enough time, uh, I can tell you that you probably have more time than me and, uh, and more time than a lot of people that do this stuff. Um, and there's never been a better time or more important time to jump in. So Jake, I, I love what you said uh, about, um, you know, it, it, it's events like these that are, that are going to raise awareness, you know, and, and make an impact, um, you know, it, it, to, to the conservation mission. 
um, you know, obviously memorializing and, and remembering, you know, Mr. Pat Daly, uh, but also, uh, you know, getting people introduced uh, to some of their local waters um, and some of those other, you know, you talked about those warm water species that Pat Daly and you love so much. Um, so for those that aren't familiar and haven't, haven't heard much about the tournament yet, um, what is the objective of the Pat Daly Invitational and what, what are people targeting and, and, and how do they, how do they get involved? Yeah. So you can sign up and read a full set of rules, uh, at, uh, the Trout Unlimited website, the Trout Unlimited chapter 420 website. Um, so if you just Google that, it'll take you right there. And then under the tournament page, you'll find the Pat Daly Invitational and all the rules sign up all that. Um, but kind of a brief nutshell version. Um, it's, it's a podium style competition. So first, second, and third place in multiple species, and then a tournament champion. And so you get different points for catching, you know, it's 10 points if you're catching first place fish or the longest fish of each of those categories. And then I can't remember exactly. I'd have to look back. It's either six or seven points for the second place and then, you know, five for the third. Um, but the species that I wanted to focus on are striped bass, white bass, smallmouth, and largemouth. And um, the reason why, too, is because I think, depending on where you live in the state, you're probably specialized in one or two of those. Uh, so I think it creates kind of some balance for folks that are a little worried because they're like, well, I could never, you know, outcatch a Brian Helm on a striped bass. Um, it's like, well, Brian doesn't really smallmouth fish. And uh, so you've got that on him. And then white bass is kind of an everybody's game. And uh, largemouth, I think, is the quiet, difficult one where some of us catch them, but if it's if you know the rule is that you have to catch everything in public water and i think you know trying to catch a big largemouth is intimidating for a lot of people um and i think that'll be a fun category to watch but um so within each of those bass uh you have first second and third place and uh first place uh for all of those is an orvis helios blackout um which is a pretty sweet prize Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's fun too, because even if you're not like super confident, you can get really lucky on big versions of some of these fish. So even though, you know, the person who comes away as tournament champion will probably be, you know, someone who's super adequate in a lot of different ways, but there's still room if you, uh, if you're not a hundred percent confident in your skill set. but, uh, second place has been kind of undecided so far, but uh, JD Adams, the fly shop in OKC and Sims uh, is putting together the second place prize and it'll be somewhere around 300 in, in value. Um, and then the third place gets a brand new uh, Rio triple density, um, which is my favorite line. So awesome. those are the prizes. And then your tournament champion will get a Helios blackout, a new line, um, and then also uh, a brand new Yeti. That's, okay, so that's, a, that's a great deal, man. That's, that's incredible. So swinging, swinging big on the prizes for sure. And that's, that's uh, you know, when I first heard about this, I was, I was really excited about the, the 
sponsor support uh, from Orvis and JD Adams and uh, and Gadget Company, right? Yeah. So Gadget and Orvis are the are teaming up for that first place in that tournament champion. Okay. And then JD Adams and Sims are teaming up, and then awesome man. So uh, so looking at dates, uh, it's a Friday through Sunday tournament, uh, July fifteenth through seventeenth. And uh, so you get online, sign up ahead of time, tu420.com, read, read through the full rules, um, the bump board requirement and, and that kind of stuff. But, uh, but tell us about Friday night. Yeah, so it's kind of what I've done is J.D. Adams and Gadget Company will be the starting points for, uh, for the tournament. And uh, five o'clock is when basically the gun goes off and people can fish all the way through till Sunday at four. Um, but you need to go, if you're in the OKC area, you need to go to JD Adams uh, to pick up your, uh, your angler package. And then you need to come to Gadget Company if you're in the Tulsa area to pick up your angler package. Um, and we'll have beers at both locations. It'll be, if you get there early, it'll be fun. Um, and then you just fish nonstop, you can fish you, you can night fish, you can fish on a boat, you can wade fish, and we'll be accepting um, fish until 4 p.m. on Sunday. And then Sunday at 5, you'll meet at Heirloom Rustic Ales, my brewery, and we will basically have an award ceremony and an after party until 9. And there'll be live music, special beers brewed for this uh, tournament. So, so listeners this is what we get when we uh when we try to steal some of jake's time um on the riverside oh man it's funny because i take so many zoom calls down here <laughs> uh, there he is he's back <laughs> this is not my first rodeo uh with the zoom on the river so i'm kind of uh i apologize for all the technical difficulties with this one no all good i always think it's great like when you get slow-mo like there and then like you you catch up real quick oh it cracks me up every time See, Mayor Bynum or, or uh, you know, Governor Stitt or whoever the important people you're doing your Zoom calls with are, uh, um, you know, they're, they're too polite to tell you that, that it got all slow-mo. But, uh. <laughs> so, Jake. Oh, there he is. All right. So, Jake, uh, we want to be uh, uh, respectful of your time. And I know that you're, you're about to get out on the water. Um, so I, like I said, like right when you hopped on striper has been on my mind for months and it's, it's kind of all I think about these days. So we got out a couple weeks ago and started looking for the striper in the lower Illinois. And it was like fishing and chocolate milk. I still, you know, seems still like it's a little early, but you know, help, what do we do? Like, why do we suck at, at striper fishing? <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, nobody is catching striper on the fly right now. Um, it's, uh, it's, we have been at it. I fished incredible looking water uh, two days ago and was, it was like the kind of water where I'm like betting for 
strengths, you know, that I'm going to, I'm going to pull one out finally. Um, but nobody's had a whole lot of success um, recently, but this is kind of similar to last year, like the torrential downpours, big water, muddy water, and it's going to turn on. It's going to turn on. And I really want to be there when it does. Uh, uh, today, you know, seeing the Arkansas go down to 10K uh, in generation, I'm, I'm pumped. I, it, I probably shouldn't be. And my expectation should be low. But I become an absolutely absurd person. Um, like, it's, I'm, I'm sitting here, like, watching. All, like, I, I can't not watch this water and, uh, <laughs> well it's the longest day of the year so you've got a. Uh, I figured you would be out there soaking up every last minute of of you know sunset yeah oh yeah no my my girlfriend was like so I'll see you probably at around 10 and I was like oh totally I will definitely be in <laughs> saying that that is, is not the case <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So without giving away all of your secrets, um, you know, what are, what are some things that like people, people like me that are really interested in, in, in chasing Striper, you know, what are the flies that we should be throwing? Where, what are we looking for? You know, how do you, how do we get started chasing Striper? Yeah. I mean, flies are interesting because, you know, you can catch Striper on anything from woolies to clousers to you know and then people get really extreme and like go into $30 articulated flies um all of them catch um if you're new to it uh you know I would find running water and pinch points um and throw uh just because you know what you really need to find is a concentration of fish uh because at that point you know, you're more likely to get them hitting if you're throwing the wrong thing because they're just in such a frenzy that, you know, you can kind of make some errors and still make it happen. And the thing that I would tell you is most important is just not to give up. Um, you know, it's a migratory fish. Um, it's a frustrating fish. It's super fickle. Um, there are times where I literally cannot explain what is going on. And I've been doing this now on this river all the time for like four years. And there are still moments where I'm just like, man, what the hell is going on? And, um, you know, and I think the reason why, you know, those of us that people see having success on this river have it more than anything, more than the flies and the lines is just time. You know, it's, all the people that you see posting fish in the 10 to 15 pound range on flies in this river, you know, spend hundreds of hours of year, you know, every year on it and dialing. And so I would say that's more important than any of those choices, but, you know, you know, just see what your fly's doing and what your line's doing. I mean, if, you're, if your fly is just skidding across the water, like, yeah, you might catch a fish, you might get lucky, but you probably need to move to an intermediate line or you need to move to a depth charge line. Um, also, like, learn how to double haul. Um, you know, the more of those, like, 75, 80-foot casts that you can get out there, 
you're instantly, you know, raising your percentage. Um, you know, this is a definitely one of those fish where you want to make sure that every cast your fly is passing in front of four of them, you know, and so the more of those skills that you can, you know, and it's also like a get up early, stay up late fish, you know, the murky water sometimes can help, you know, extend the bite. Um, but, you know, the amount of times, you know, I'm setting an alarm at 4 a.m., you know, for this fish is, is frequent, especially this time of year. So it's, uh, you know, but I can tell you right now that this fish owns my life. Like I'd let my company go bankrupt before I would stop fishing for these. And, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I'd just stay home and don't do it. <laughs> Wow. So you're saying we should just go beat our heads against the wall and, you know, kind of have the equivalent or the same type of experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, man, that, that's awesome. We, we love to always have you on. I think you're our first returning guest. Um, so <laughs> congrats on that honor. The first guy that wanted to come back, willing to come back, yeah, but five man, others. We'll get you back no, out on the, right. We'll get you back out on the water, man. Um, we appreciate so much the energy that you're injecting into the community, the, the Tulsa fly fishing community. Um, I wanted to highlight, you know, your, your energy you put into the traveling film festival. Um, and the, the room was buzzing with energy. You could feel it. And, and that was just really cool to see. And, you know, that's, that's in part from you and JP um, organizing that thing and, and bringing it to the community. And I feel like this event is going to be kind of the same. Um, whether or not you get to fish in it, you know, come hang out at the brewery and, and just be part of the community. It, it's cool to see it growing. Agreed. And thanks you all for being a part of it, using kind of your resources and your time to promote stuff like this. Cause I mean, without word of mouth, like, you know, nobody would, would find out about this and nobody would show up for it. So the more that you all keep spending your energy and, you know, and the technology that you have available to, highlight this stuff, the easier it makes my life. So I really appreciate it. Awesome, man. Well, we will, uh, uh, we're going to let you go fish. We'll recap the uh, dates and times and how to sign up um, while you're probably getting your first cast in. And uh, uh, we'll get this out there pretty quick. So I'm, I'm getting really excited uh, for, for July to come. So thanks y'all really looking forward to it too. Awesome. Take care, man. Thanks, Jay. See y'all. That was neat. <laughs> there you go. Was that the, the, man, that, that the right energy today? That did it right. I think that that satiated Chris's need for that but, statement. I, I mean, I felt like, don't get me wrong. I loved everything with, with what Ed was, was like. I was vibing with everything with Ed last week. I've just had Striper so on the mind. <laughs> it's so selfishly. I was, I was just, I was just geeking out. Um, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to get uh, Ed back on. And I think we need to record again next week. See if we end up with two episodes or three episodes or four episodes, but. Uh, He's um, good to go. As, as you guys saw in the post announcement, that, that's part one of however many parts it takes to tell Ed's story. So. Love it. Uh, if it's five, it's five, man. But uh, I, love it. Uh, I, I enjoyed getting on real quick with Jake uh, as he was getting closer to the water and uh, uh, still gave up some yeah, time. Yeah, he was 
he was doing the like you know I, I, i'm breaking up guys i'm going through a tunnel you know <laughs> <laughs> so i mean who can blame him he's one of those guys like god we i really want to do and i know this is just the timing just ain't gonna work out for at least a, a few more months but that's a that's a stream side podcast guy right there mm-hmm. that's how we get to the honey hole that's oh, how no we get, what that's... we do is buy a boat and then invite jake on the boat and then that way he has to take us to the spot so that's what i'm i was curious about so I, i'm assuming he's fishing the keystone dam correct yeah yeah, yeah. and and he's i don't think he's fishing from a boat today although i know he does that's that what he said fish. right that's what he said what yeah i think he said he was he was fishing from a boat oh okay maybe well well, what you need for that river it's not a you know fiberglass bass boat you you get you know uh call it a aluminum john boat or you know maybe a ginu or a a something like that and you you launch from down river and kind of creep up close to the dam while water's flowing out you know whether that be trolling motor or um anchor down if, if it's not too crazy flows and just you know this is my perception of it because i i see guys doing it while i'm working up on the dams at grda um and what just plug a, away what about a pontoon boat uh, <laughs> those those raceways get pretty shallow you'd probably cave in a pontoon pretty fast i figured <laughs> yeah. a, a pontoon that you no longer want your lower unit on we need yeah. a thousand dollar craigslist find and just slap a Creek Adventures logo on the side. We need to talk to Four Toe Chad. He's got mm-hmm. like eight boats. I thought it was three toed now. Yeah, that's right. Chad lost another toe. <laughs> yeah. By the way, <laughs> listeners, Chad actually has all of his toes, at least last we've checked, but I've not checked his feet. I'm no, just saying. No toes. I had I had a I was thinking lost. like, you know, it, it's like one of those the saying, like some every time something happens, an angel gets its wings, but it's like Every time a Chevy S10 backfires, Chad loses a toe. Chad loses a toe. <laughs> Dude, all the uh, talking about Chevy S10s, man. The uh, you know, I, I grew up um, in the I'm going to call it Vanilla Ice era, uh, whereas the the 90s, um, you know, so I was in high school in the 90s, and you had the the jacked up trucks, and then the lowered trucks, mm-hmm. and, and there was the lowered mini trucks, right? Like so, the S10 mini trucks. Yeah. yeah. And the, the tilting beds and the hydraulics and the, all of that has come back. I've seen, I've seen hop never left. What's that? It's never left, bro. The car scene. No, it left. It left. Well, nobody can afford new cars. So everybody's buying Chevy S10s. That's, that, <laughs> that's no joke. Uh, and you need hydraulics to hop down the road because you can't afford the damn gas. Yep. Probably. Um, well, cool. So real quick, um, Pat Daly, first annual inaugural uh, Pat Daly Invitational uh, Oklahoma Bass Fly Fishing Tournament. So um, uh, striped bass, white bass. I meant to ask him which bucket a hybrid falls in. I'm going to ask I'm going to ask him that and uh, and do a follow up on the podcast. So if it's a hybrid uh, white bass striper uh which which bucket that falls in if either um then smallmouth and largemouth so that uh that tournament date is uh starts friday july 15th 
uh, goes through 4 p.m. as the last uh, last fish turn in uh, July 17th, su- that Sunday, uh, with the award ceremony at Heirloom Rustic Ales uh, here in Tulsa at 5 p.m. sharp um, that Sunday. So uh, if you want to sign up or get more information about it, uh, go to tu420.com, tu420.com, uh, under the tournaments tab. And there's a place to sign up there as well as uh, rule sheets. And, uh, uh, but you gotta, you gotta hit either, uh, JD Adams and company, which we recorded at, um, uh, back before the paint and the, and the flooring, um, or uh, gadget company here in Tulsa, uh, Friday evening to get your unique identifier and, and your starting kit and then go fish the whole weekend and turn them in by four on Sunday. And, uh, uh, go to the party Sunday night for the awards and the cold beer and the food trucks and the, and the, and the, the music. So did I miss anything on that? Nope. Hey, you got it. Cool. Cool. I'm going to find out about the hybrids. Now it's inquiring minds want to know what else we want to talk about tonight. Well, I'm looking right now on Google maps uh, because I'm about to fly to Watkins Glen, New York tomorrow. So upstate New York. Okay. And I am I'm gonna be gone for about 10 days. And so I'm definitely taking my little glass rod mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out how to get, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually like 65 years old guys. And I don't know how to actually use, you know, like stuff. Uh, oh man. Get I stopped a gasseteer from the gas station when you land in new york as well, ed would say that's what i need is a is a gasseteer uh because i can't figure out how to get to the satellite mode here on google maps for some reason um because i'm What's... looking at watkins Glen racetrack and it looks like you got was it that hampton creek Ham- hamilton creek and Glen creek flowing right into it and so i'm trying to figure out can i sneak out and do a little fishing while i'm at a race this weekend so there's catherine creek wildlife management area that's, that's barge canal sorry i'm on the other side of this so they've, there's the finger lakes is what they've got up there i see that there's some some long lakes so like there's plenty of water you know there's there's no shortage of water up there it looks like yeah, Glen Creek. Is that one you You're said? You're going to be up by the Catskills. You're going to have to get a bucket hat and a vest. I do have the bucket right? hat. I just packed the bucket hat, actually. Uh, yeah, and you I need do, a vest. I do and have like... a vest, which honestly, yeah. I might have to bring because I'm not bringing, I'm not bringing everything with me. You already uh, got your camera vest. Just throw in a couple fly patches. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, I'll have, you know, my EMSA logo and then, you know, like a Canon or Sony right below and then all my flies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be it. Yeah. Dude, there's several, there's several creeks there. I mean, you need to get on a, uh, uh, go join a Facebook group up there and try and like get some info um, for while you're there. Cause you're really close to water and a bunch of hiking trails around this Glen Creek. So it looks like it's extremely accessible that's what it know. seems like it it, it seems yeah. like there's there's stuff everywhere yeah but, but i don't know access what, i don't know what fish are in there so i mean i guess you got to take a mega worm right because i do it all because that catches everything um 
Yeah, that actually, I mean, like, I want to go fish Glen Creek right now. I, and I, you know, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at like these, uh, these rainbow falls and stuff. And I, so what's the target species? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I need to know because to me, this looks like brook trout heaven. Man, you have to get on. That, you're that's get what on I'm thinking. If, if you take a mop fly to the Catskills, like, it's like sacrilege, but I'm like here for it. Oh, I'll throw trash flies anywhere. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, it's like I almost kind of wonder if a mega worm, like they just don't see mega worms, right? Or mop flies, or you know, because there's too many, too many uh, parachute atoms purists or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be dry fly city. Of course it is. Some mega worm will do it. A mega worm will catch anything anywhere, anytime. The mega worm is the guy that stands outside the 7-Eleven at 2 a.m. that just starts talking crap, you know, just because they're there. Like, doesn't matter. <laughs> That's who the mega worm is. Anytime, any place, calves and foe. Will, willing to willing to bum a cigarette and uh, and maybe buy a dime bag off of you. One hundred percent. The mega worm's got a Marlboro, or no, that's not even a Marlboro red. Mega worm has got like a Newport Newport <laughs> pleasure <laughs> like, out of the corner of its mouth at all times. <laughs> you got what you got on my port, homie. My ports, man. <laughs> oh, that's my plan for the week. I'm gonna try to explore. Wisconsin, Detroit, and New York. I'm hitting Big Ten country. You guys are getting out and doing an evening float for Smallies. Yeah, real, hey, real quick though, before you go there, man, I and and I will spend some time on Google if if you ask me to. I but your can. challenge over this next week is to catch at least a, and photograph, catch and photograph a fish from each of those states while you're traveling and working i'm gonna do the big 10 challenge big yeah. so 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 report back next time we record on the big 10 challenge are you are you back in town next tuesday night no i don't uh i don't get back till july 3rd okay okay so so d we need to coordinate mr fight uh part two uh around I, trevor getting back no, so. i'm bringing uh i'll be able to i'll be in detroit tuesday night so i can record from the hotel room so i'm bringing a i'm bringing a headset yeah, because okay. we're all sitting in the same room right now, recording with each other. <laughs> Fine technology. Look, looking right at each other, yes, all the time. Yeah, I'm looking uh, into both your eyes at the same time. God. Yeah, man, we're floating. We're floating tomorrow evening. We're so are uh, you changing pretty, pretty, the 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 smallmouth fortune, or at least the fishing fortune. Although Dalton, you're on a hot streak over the last two weeks. I saw you got out and did a little pond jumping. Um, I'm on a hot streak and it it comes at a time when it was much needed you know I I gave myself the sunny d nickname because all I could catch was two inch um bluegill but man the spab we talked about spavanol last time but went home to Marlowe, saw the family um a little bit of friend appreciation um Chris let me borrow the new inflatable Mm-hmm. um nrs was it 11 foot how long is it oh it's 12 uh, and a half 12 it's and a 12 half. um that inflatable kayak forward, man. give those extra inches. right <laughs> they all count <laughs> they all count they all um but my you know childhood best friend taylor and austin hit up there they have it's like farm pond heaven right there where i grew up in marlow um and just murdered 
bass, largemouth, just straight up quality pond bass. Almost every cast got out there at sunlight, top water. Um, and then through, you know, I think I fished two, two or three flies all day and just automatic. It was, it was amazing. So awesome, definitely a, a shout out to the friends for providing the pond and the vessel to get me on the pond. Yeah, man. And the, and the, your, those fish were not chunky, but those were long, beautiful marking fish. Yeah, yeah. Those just every fish. fish was, were they all kind of sat there and, and looked at? There may have been some spots just because of markings, but not sure. Caught some fat bluegills as well. And it was just beautiful markings. I mean, that we've always fished that pond with just spinners and from the bank. And it's, it's, there's like four or five access areas. So having a kayak on it opened up a whole new world where, I mean, just that whole opposite bank that I had never fished um, just opened up and went all the way, it goes back into a neck into some real um, swampy, you know, just lay downs everywhere that taught, um, is it's not hydrilla, maybe it is, but just that thick underwater grass, you know, mm -hmm. they just come up from it and murder your popper and then immediately dive down into it. So lost a couple quality fish, you know, just cause they dove down into the grass and you couldn't get them out. But, uh, it's just, just a beautiful pond fan need to go hit it more often. I gotta go make some friends with some ponds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always know somebody with a boat, always know somebody with a pond. Right. I mean, that's, uh, um, you know, and I, I have, uh, talking about you losing the fish in the, in that thick stuff, I have really upped my tippet and leader poundage this year. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I, I started tying my own, my own leaders, uh, more, I, I still like the furled leaders, uh, some, but you know, they're, they're, they're weight limiting and, and I've broken a few, um, you know, your tippet has to be a lower pound weight than the leader itself. And, uh, I felt like I was losing a few fish and, um, uh, but man, I've gotten up to, you know, I'm starting with 60 pound butt section on the leaders and, and I might, uh, especially if it's not a very long leader talking about a sink tip, I might terminate in 20, 25 pound, uh, tippet or leader material, um, to the fly Force them out of there a little bit better. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's with, with these bass, not, typically being leader shy, even in the clear water. And, and frankly, just the quality of um, the materials we get, the, the, the leaders and tippets, you know, the pound strength per diameter um, uh, of all the stuff on the market, man, it's, I'm going to up, it. I'm just going to up it and horse them out of the horse them out of the nasty stuff and, and not lose quite as many flies. And um, so anyway, completely anecdotal there. No, but, uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing. And in fact, I'm glad you brought up when we were up at the Illinois, um, on the lower, uh, talking about that 60 pound. So I started making my own leaders too. And, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm way undergunned currently. And I, I write exactly what you said. Like I'm, I'm losing that energy transfer, um, because I only have, uh, I think it's like a, a 25 pound, 15 pound and 12 pound um uh, you know but see that's kind of where i'm at and I, I i'm so lazy with my leader tip that set up i i bought that p line stuff and different pound tests mm -hmm. um 
and just make my own leaders, but I, I use it as tippet as well. Am I just being an idiot or like, should I? Well, when, when we're in these bigger, bigger rod ranges, uh, you know, the, the sevens, eights, uh, at, at least, um, to me, you've got a large diameter fly line, aggressive or larger diameter fly line, uh, aggressive tapers. Um, I still use a loop. Um, yeah, which actually, I left, uh, I left Emily, uh, Whitlock a message today, uh, two, two things. I, I want one of those fly bases that they're not able to get anymore. So I want to know like the minute that they get the, the Whitlock art series, uh, bases, I, I want one. Um, but two, we need to line up our, our next episode with them, our follow-up yeah. episode with, yep. with uh, Dave and Emily Whitlock, um, hopefully out at their place at their studio, like they said, which is really uh, you know, don't want to miss that opportunity, but, uh, um, uh, yeah, so I'm still using the loops. I've not converted to, to that setup yet. Um, that leader connection set up to the fly line that he likes. Um, but I stay big on the butt section, um, uh, just to help transfer. I mean, to me, yeah. to me, you get more, more of a, um, uh, a pivot or a pinch point or a, uh, what's the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? It's a P word. Um, whatever it is, uh, moving. If you have a, a smaller diameter or lighter tippet section in your butt section, uh, or a lighter butt section coming off of a heavier fly line. So, so I feel been, good about the 60. I've been looking everywhere. Um, and well, I've been lazily looking everywhere. Um, <clears throat> like I went to Academy the other day and was looking for some, you know, 40 pound, 50 pound, 60 pound fluoro. And mm -hmm. I found, I think a 40 pound fluoro was the heaviest that I found there. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find. Well, so, so the, the way around that is you call your friend at uh, Creek Adventures and say, Hey, I need some of that frog hair fluorocarbon. And I have some heavier stuff here at the house and I can order in some heavier stuff too. And what's, what's interesting with, um, you call it your P line, call it, uh, your Berkeley trialing, call it, you know, any of your Academy or Walmart traditional fishing yeah, lines. I thought it was like, a, like a heavy mono as well, like a trialing or something, you know, or yeah, something but juice, most, but like most of those, um, and, and I don't know this a thousand percent, right. But I'm, I, my understanding of it is, is that traditional fishing line break strength to diameter ratio is much lower. So what we in fly fishing call tippet and leader material is a higher break strength per diameter. And so I don't think you want to go up in your diameter because the, the, the larger the diameter, the, um, uh, the slower it's going to sink because just, just, water resistance well, that's why i want right? to stick with fluoro yeah air resistance though so if mm -hmm. it's a large diameter you're gonna have more air resistance as you're uh casting that fly probably it's gonna the, the air is actually going to the yeah the air or the wind is actually going to uh twist that leader more mm -hmm. which will break it down mm -hmm. faster over time as you get uh more twists and kinks in your line as you're just just casting it um so you not saying don't do it right but i'm just saying that if you can find it and can afford it and the actual amount that we use per liter is is you know a few feet and they come in 30 yard spools usually 
um, I would, I would spend a few extra dollars and get legit leader tippet material. There's my, there's my soapbox. Now, fluoro is expensive. Yeah, that's, that's what, why I'm rocking the pylon. Well, yeah, that's well, like what the, the guide that I fished with in Charles, that's where I got the idea to really start mm-hmm. making my own leaders. Cause when he, when he tied me up, he was tying everything together. I was like, what is that? And he goes, just mono. <laughs> so yeah 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 and if he's a if he's a full-time guide out on the salt and doing one or two trips a day mm-hmm. you know 300 plus days a year um he's probably gonna you know save a few pennies here and there uh and so it doesn't mean that we uh we can't do the same thing but uh but chris brought up a good point we know a guy with the fly shop so we just get on the boat with him and he's got the gear already <laughs> I'm, I am a, well, there's, okay. There's that too. Great. Uh, <laughs> and I, I have, I have uh, handed out some leaders. I tell you what, listeners, I, I got, we know got, a guy with a fly shop. You can order from him. Trevor and I just fish with him. You just get that benefit. Yeah, that's it. You, you just steal from me. Um, mm-hmm. So the frog hair stuff's good, which we sell at TulsaFlyShop.com. Uh, I don't carry all the sizes online. So call me if you want me to uh check the box here and or uh, or order something special in but um the the orvis super strong plus you know just mono is uh, i use that as well um and it's less expensive so uh, that's another option not that i don't want to to sell good products to the listeners but uh uh you know, nothing wrong to me with the the orvis super strong plus mono as well that's been a a relatively inexpensive um option but uh, if you're going to tie your own leaders um you know get online uh if you're going to do a loop you know learn to tie the perfection loop if you don't already know how um most people probably do um i am a big fan with these heavier diameters though using a blood knot uh oh, sure. rather, than, rather than a, a double or triple surgeons it's stronger it's cleaner um and i i remember uh, uh not not forever ago um, just grabbing a spool of, uh, or a couple, or just a spool of, uh, uh, leader material and watching a show with my wife and just tying blood knot after blood knot after blood knot after blood. I wouldn't even make leaders. I was just like, I'm going to practice blood knots until I feel good about it. And what's that? At what point do I want to just kind of gather the two tag ends with my teeth for a split second while I start the knot and then wet it that way the, the tags are going the right direction. I mean, you know, it's, whatever, whatever makes it easiest for you, but sit down and practice knots so that today, if I, um, if I did break off, um, a, a bit of leader tip it, uh, at one of the knots, I'm comfortable on the raft while we're floating or waiting or whatever it is, quick tying another blood knot, I put another section on and, uh, it doesn't seem any, any tougher at all than, uh, than, a, a, you know, a triple surgeon or, a uh, insert knot there. I still suck at nail knots. I'm going to throw that out there, but, but anyway, that was my, that was my blood knot leader combo that I can't fathom how we actually got onto that rant. Sorry. Yeah. We got (laughs) derailed there. It's usually on food, but we actually derailed on a fishing subject. I need to order. I need to evolving 60 pound stuff some of that super strong i wonder how that'll work with my like my fluoro you know if you start there and then go down to like a fluoro 
Well, you get like a weird belly in your line, or I wonder. No, fluoro sinks faster. It sinks. Yes, it does. It does. But you know, if you're if you're throwing a sinking line, and your butt section is mono, and then I don't know that that sounds. I'm seeing like a Chinese so, dragon action. I, I think it's probably negligible. That's what I'm wondering: is how is it? How does it lay out? Chris flashed his new um, "I suck at fly fishing" um, sticker. <laughs> I'm a yeah. huge fly fisherman. YouTube. He actually dropped said this week. He does Monday videos. A very good explanation of tippet. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, um, ignore nice. our ramblings and go watch a. Um, go watch a pro. Well, right. <laughs> wouldn't say a well organized video because he <laughs> isn't oh, very well organized, but. He's a hot damn mess. Um, yeah, but he did a good job explaining it. Good, good. Now, I, I want to touch one more thing on your, on the fluorocarbon piece. And because I was shamed. Uh, oh, it looks like, sorry, it looks like real quick in the mono frog hair on the website. I've only got 35 pound listed. I think I've got a little bit heavier uh, here at the house. I could sell somebody if they wanted to. Um, and the fluoro, I think I've got uh, a little bit, a um, little bit heavier. Now I, I also have 35 pound in stock on that. I had had some 44 pound uh, of the fluoro. So, but I can I can order it if you want to. But I got um, not shamed because I don't think that was at all his his purpose um, by by Mr. Larry Clark. Um, here recently humbled uh, no 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 not not humbled but like like kind of shamed like like a shame on you <laughs> um i got a i like a, kind of a dad talk type thing um because i have been very much floro 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 right and and all my reasons were it's you know more abrasion resistance it it sinks faster um theoretically clearer underwater which i don't really make that that argument especially with bass um, but the, the fact that it gets down a little quicker, uh, and, um, is more abrasion resistance for, for throwing against all the, the stuff that we throw against, uh, rocks and trees and all of that. Um, but he reminded me, he said, you know, Hey, fluorocarbon takes like a bajillion times longer than mono to break down in the water, like however many million years or something. And I don't, I don't remember the 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 time frame but it was significantly longer not that mono breaks down fast enough anyway right but uh, uh it made me think if you know if i'm if i'm throwing this heavier stuff anyway and i'm throwing sinking lines and my leaders you know three four five foot extremely short leader uh and the the sinking line is maybe a five inch per second sinking line it's getting, it's getting everything down anyway and it's heavier stuff that um, I can inspect periodically and may, maybe not worry about the abrasion resistance enough as much. Um, I'm actually good with spending a little less money uh, and using quality monos and then feel a little bit better about it if I do cut a tag end off and, you know, and, and don't get it into my trash bucket. Uh, it falls out of my hand or if I break off and part of my tippets with that fly on a rock. So anyway, that's, that's uh not telling you what to do by any means, but uh, was another thing to remember uh, that there is an environmental impact. And if we're talking about the heavier stuff, 
heavier tippets and leaders that uh, uh, some of the other stuff gets negated. So anyway, there's my conservation moment with Chris. Yeah, nothing wrong with a little environmental shaming. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, you know, and it, it was one of the things that hit me. I'm like, man, dude, you're kind of, you're right. Um, and I can be a tightwad at times. So mm-hmm. boom, I feel good about it. So what I've learned in the last 10 minutes is everything that I've purchased over the last two weeks, I need to go throw in the trash. <laughs> you need to no. recycle. <laughs> I need to, excuse me. I need to <laughs> recycle. There you go. No. No, you use it because it's, I'm sure it's good stuff and that's, I mean, appropriate, right? But um, I mean, you use what you got for sure. I'm just telling you my path. And uh, so when you refill, uh, you get to make that choice. That's it. I need to order some of that Orvis super strong from you for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, no, and I don't sell that. Um, oh, that's I don't right. Sell. That, that was... Um, uh, I did that from Orvis.com. Um, I did not get a chance to see if uh, JP has that at the gadget company here in Tulsa. Uh, I can almost guarantee that uh, JD Adams has that. I've not checked their leader and tippet area. Um, I should not been there yet since they opened. Need to make a need to make a road trip. I was on just a thinking day. that. I just yeah. I, I just blew through Oklahoma City going to Marlowe. I should have should have made a pit stop. We need to uh, um, just plan a rainy day road trip, man. Stop at some stop. Well, first off, I'll tell you where we're eating. We're eating at Johnny's Charcoal Broiler. There's Ooh, some in Edmond. I can all I hear is Alash back in my head. Anytime somebody says Johnny Charcoal Broiler, do you guys know? You guys remember Alash back? Did you ever no. listen to the Sports Animal growing up? I did, but I not much. Not Ooh, much. Oh, Johnny's Charcoal Broiler, first time caller. <laughs> he, he always wants to talk about the Knicks, but he's in Oklahoma, you know, like that's funny. That's funny. That's but you've been, to Johnny, you've been to Johnny's though. Down oh, God, in yes, I grew up going to Johnny's. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. We don't Tulsa did not support Johnny's. Uh, we had one um, early 2000s that uh, that went out of business. I mean, it was like in the hood, I think. But uh, Dude, there, there aren't many left. I don't know if the one on uh, I-240 is around anymore. It uh, it caught fire at one point. I, I don't know if it reopened after it caught fire a few years ago. Um, they always used to have the best milkshakes. That's what I always remember about going to Johnny's. Is they, they had an amazing milkshake. This Yum. is a culinary experience that I oh, have not experienced. So it doesn't need to be a rainy day because, again, I'm not going to be able to fish very much. And so I need you guys to come down here so we can go to J.D. Adams and then let's go to Overholzer Tailwater. Done. And let's throw up on the dam or get up on, take our kayaks out or the raft or whatever and troll up and down the dam because the hybrids on both sides are everywhere in there. And there's some good size fish, man. Okay. Done. Twist my arm, but I also, I'm also down for seeing uh, uh baby Rogers. You so. do need yeah. Well, that'll be the time you need to make, meet, meet the baby. Meet the baby. Okay. So we'll, so we'll come down, bring, bring the women folk. Uh, everybody gets to converge on your house, see baby Rogers, um, go eat some, some Johnny's number 13 chili cheese, Frankfurter. I will eat two while we're sitting there. I will order two to bring home with me. That's smart. They, they are amazing. That's what it I do is... every time at Coney Islander. I always bring some home. Oh, dude. So, so we've got Coney Islander. You've got Johnny's. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's, that's yeah. Um, 
Chris that, is a fan of of the of the phallic meats. Um, every time <laughs> we stop at a quick trip, or a, it, it's a hot dog, or it's a breakfast hot dog, like a chorizo breakfast hot dog. Well, yeah, I, tell you what, I, I have observed that about our fishing trips. So you guys, I I I, like I, I feel like my grandparents. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna ignore that. <laughs> I feel like my grandparents because I, you know, where I enjoyed lunch today. See, it always comes back to fold. It come, mm. always comes back. Mm-hmm. To food. Tell me, it was first. we got a comment the other day. We need to talk about more cooking. We do. Well, so that's right. We we're need to, we need to we're bring it back. Catering to our listeners. Well, I don't know if this is gonna give our listeners much faith in who I am. Maybe I don't know. Some of them, people are sleeping on. I'm telling you, people are sleeping on the lunch deals at the Sam's club. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Let me tell you something real quick. I, and I feel like they've, they may or may not have it anymore. You got to tell me and Dalton, you're welcome. Sam's used to have the absolute best Polish sausage at <laughs> their, at the concession stand. That's right? it. That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's so money. So that's, that's where, funny. So I, I so comes back to the phallic I, meats. I, I had to go get uh, my T-nap shot uh, for baby. Okay. And uh, so my wife, uh, she calls me and she's like, Hey, what are you doing for lunch? And I was like, I think I'm going to go to Sam's. <laughs> and so she came and met me at Sam's two large drinks, four big ass hot dogs, those just big old sausages. Yep. And a uh, a frozen yogurt twist, like a good size frozen yogurt twist, seven dollars. Yeah. Oh god. Baller on yeah. a budget. Oh, it's. I'm going there for lunch. <laughs> You're welcome. Dude, they they are. I paid seven dollars for a cold brew today. Oh man. Really? So yeah. A cold brew coffee. Yeah. You bougie. Oh my god. Right. Well. No lunch, just seven dollar cold brew. So I could I could get down on some Sam's Club special lunch specials. They I'm gonna hit good? that up it, next it, time. It, my wife asks if I want to make a Sam's trip for diapers and other bulk commodities. I'm down. That's it. That's like Sarah. Like Sarah. Like we we did. I got my shot. We did a little shopping. We had lunch. She was like, "This was amazing. This was yeah. a great day." Yeah. <laughs> No, the toilet paper you bought was like, you know, 420 rolls at a time. That's it was, it was, the, it was palletized that's the toilet purchase. paper. But. Yes, that's the clutch. But that's, that's, you know, Sam's Club, the, the members mark toilet paper, man. That's where it's at. No. That's the good stuff. No. I, 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 Charmin Ultra Strong. Baby. I'm telling you, have you tried the members mark? No. You should. I, I, I know it sounds crazy. Like, Trust me, I am an expert in this field. (laughs) (laughs) Are are they strong enough? Field tested. Are they strong enough and have a low dingleberry rate? That's that's like the that's the that's the TP measuring sticks. Ninety nine percent anti dingleberry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to. I'll try. Tested with Polish sausage, frozen yogurt, icy. (laughs) That's it. Done. Yeah. We cover the Done. heavy hitting issues here at Creek Adventures Podcast. If I if I have to buy 420 rolls and I hate it, you're buying 419 of them from me. That's fine. Okay. I'll take them, man. I love them. That's that, that's all. Done. Yeah. Blue blew our minds when we switched over to that. Like <clears throat> comfort. 
<laughs> okay, let's move on. God, don't. I haven't bought one more toilet paper comment. I haven't bought toilet paper since the pandemic started, so it just shows up in my house. So you're guess, the reason. I guess the wife's you're done. the asshole. <laughs> no, like I don't have a stockpile. I'm I don't. In, I'm in my you. storage room that right was, now. We're we're three years into this almost. Hold on. This is what I got. It's right here in front of me. <laughs> Ultra. That's oh, it. That's what it is. That's what. That's, that's, that's what it, it is. I really? I my butt with it and didn't even know it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And have, and have you noticed any difference? Are you an uncom? Are you uncomfortable? Is you know? No, I'm pretty clean. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so now we need we need to get to the members mark toilet paper. Oh sponsor us. Sponsor. Great sponsor. Yes. podcast sponsored by. Oh my God! Polish sausage and, and TP. <laughs> okay, there there is something else to talk about because holy crap! Uh, so yeah, we're gonna go float tomorrow afternoon. Um, I uh, uh, had the uh, the joy of um, taking a gentleman out Saturday morning. Um, drove up from Davis, Oklahoma. Uh, shout out to you, Alan, for driving up from Davis, Oklahoma, to the Upper Illinois River uh to to fish with me um super cool dude and what i didn't anticipate i have never seen it like this we floated chewy to round hollow and uh and i mean we launched at like seven you know 7 a.m 7 15 got out early um probably just a hair late for that morning top water bite but that was the goal um, and then just get in just a little, you know, it's just a thousand degrees outside. Um, and, uh, and got in and, and we, we found a fish early, um, uh, moved on to the next spot. Um, saw a gar feeding frenzy, which was, which was fun to watch for a little bit. They just, there was this little eddied out section, um, had, had two, two currents, um, kind of eddying out into a deep pool, like it, it created almost like this this 20 foot across whirlpool um it was, it was a neat hydraulics but uh just chock full of gar just slamming shad um so that was fun to watch but man we didn't get much further down the river and um i started seeing uh commercial outfitter put-ins in places that i hadn't seen in the past and that river got chock full fast oh, like like cannot get a cast in um you're just trying to be able to row without hitting other boats and you get any into any obstructions where we're trying to row around a, a row around something and you're you know bumping into this raft here and this kayaker here Man. and uh getting a contact high down the river it was um it was it was a great time because uh, cause Alan was, was a really cool, gracious dude. Um, and, uh, and didn't let, I don't think he let that bother him. Uh, but I mean, I, I really wanted to, um, to get in some really good fish and it was hard to fish. And, and I think it was really putting them down. Um, I saw a video from Donovan or Bridget, one of those, one of those crew down, uh, further down river and looked like they had the same traffic, uh, at least at that point in the video, but I think they, they ended up getting on some fish, um, which that is, time of which year, is, man. It's, which is uh, it's hot. Flows are back to normal and oh, river's going to be hot. So 
Yeah, it's just it's just the worst I've ever this this particular day was the worst I'd ever seen for uh, quantity of commercial floaters and uh, commercial outfitter floaters. And so um, so we're going tomorrow night. We're going to mix it up and uh, and maybe aim for some of that midweek last light bite. Um, and so yep. I'm pretty I'm pretty fired up on that. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Going straight from the office. Going to meet up shuttle and and rock the, the two man the maxon inflatable 11 foot raft yep yep i haven't gotten to row the raft yet you've been out on it several times um t rogers you've not been out on it yet either have you nope uh we need to we need to magically fix that with you in new york and all over the country uh <laughs> we're gonna fix it somehow it, regardless it, will it fit into a carry-on Fold it down slow. Very large. That's my personal item. Yeah, exactly. Well, can you put that under your seat, sir? It's my emotional support raft. Exactly. Yeah. Get a vest for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, dude. So I'm I'm excited about. I'm one. I'm excited to row that because you said it's extremely nimble. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, what was what was fun? We were talking about our shuttle plan. Because the, the goal is to come off the river at dark. And, yeah. um, you know, and if we're taking the two vehicles, you've got to shuttle some cars back and forth, get the get the vehicle with the trailer, um, you know, and, and so a little bit of extra movement at the end to, to consider. But um, but then Dalton was like, I got to pick up a trailer light extender because I, I got to get trailer lights if we're coming back in the dark. I got to do that tomorrow. Ooh, yeah, you do. Yep. You can get the magnet ones then, or what are you going to do? You can actually, install. all the trailer lights work. I just need an extender to reach my plug in. Oh, I thought they didn't work. No, they work. Okay. So you just got to get the, the little two foot extension thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, so, but then, then, uh, Dalton, uh, I was, I stopped by his house after work today and, and picked up that kayak and he's like, you know what? Part of the part of the whole deal with with uh, with this raft is we can just throw it in the back of the truck at the takeout and drive it up and then toss it on the trailer uh, for for the at the put in grab that vehicle and go. I'm like, you are a smart dude. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Um, so I, I I switched from a ladder rack to a a, a camper shell, and uh, so with the river quivers up there, it's it can't haul the the raft up top there, but uh, but bed of the truck all day long man especially for a for a short shuttle uh only have a couple feet or a few feet sticking off the back of the tailgate and um so man it should be just easy easy fun last light float um and hopefully we we stick some good fish yeah man i'm pumped yeah and we'll be thinking of you trevor the entire time oh i'm sure well yes and thinking of you as like Dude, send Trevor this picture. He's gonna be jealous. <laughs> right. <laughs> send him that I, would one ex- too. I would expect nothing less. Now I hope you guys get into him. Um, hoping to to figure out a day. Uh, I'm gonna try to convince you and, and convince my wife week before baby. Mm-hmm. I get back the third. Um, obviously everybody's got plans for the fourth, but uh I need to sneak away, try to sneak away one more time. Um, okay. try sneaking away one more time before uh before monday july 11th 
So well, let's let's see if we can't get meet up somewhere uh, on that busy weekend. If there's a magically a place that uh, that will not be overrun or early enough or or whatnot. Oh, I just I, I've got a wedding. I'm shooting a wedding on the ninth. I just realized that. Well, okay. Work out your schedule. I'll figure it out. Work out your schedule and let's, let's all figure this out and get out one more time uh, before the baby. But I mean, you know, having a baby is not the end of your life. So uh, uh, it might just be a, a, a I hope our listeners a few, a few weeks father. Cause like, I, I feel like I keep bringing up, it's like this baby. I'm, no. I, like, I promise. I am so excited for this baby. It's a major but it's life. Not, it's not here yet. So it hasn't hit you yet. You know, like your life's about to change a hundred million times for the better, but like, mm. you're still focused on fishing because you haven't held, you know, baby Rogers yet. That's it. That's all it is. Dude. I, I yep. can tell you right now though, man. And I, and I consider myself a good father, but I went through graduate school was in a healthcare leadership position while having two children, like, like not actively having maybe a little bit of study time was with, you know, some, anyway, uh, but point being that, you know, like two children while I was in grad school in a busy job and I still got a lot of fishing time in, um, you just got to find the balance, dude. It's, it's going to be good. It's gonna be real good. So, well, and I Sarah, Sarah's wait. better than you anyway. So that's really on her shoulders. That is 100%. <laughs> Well, man guys, let's uh let's, yeah go ahead no i was gonna say i, I I'm, I'm stoked for you guys please send pictures um listeners uh i hope you guys are enjoying the ed fight podcast if you haven't had a chance uh to listen to it we're gonna have mr ed fight back again next week for part two of that um and, and really just get into um you know the, the ins and outs of the upper illinois river and and, and you know like that you just it, you want to learn one of Oklahoma's most pristine waterways. Um, that's the man that you need to be listening to, and he's got so much more information. So we'll be having that yeah. uh, coming up next week. Can't wait to cover it more. Uh, excited to hear about y'all's fishing trip tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, I can report back with uh, figuring out what the heck is up in upstate New York, or maybe I'll get into trouble in, in Michigan or, or Big Wisconsin. Ten Challenge. The Big Ten Challenge. So hey, real real quick before you wrap us, because you're just about to do it. Um, I want make sure you can go back to the um, the episode posting inside the uh, the Creek Adventures podcast group uh, and look at the uh, click the link that Dalton put there for the Our Borrowed Waters video. It's a good video. It's a really good. Yeah. I, I watched that today. Finally, um, Ed has several several parts in that where he speaks and uh, and the scenery is great. You know the the, the videography video videography uh was 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 nice and so it was a good video so make sure listeners you go go do that and uh uh and go get go get engaged on the um on the podcast group please uh definitely want to we've heard back uh from a few of you uh but just go go don't have to, you don't have to respond to one of our posts you want well, to say? we, go, put, we go, made go, it as kind of a placeholder and you know we we're going to start doing our announcements there. Um, have it interactive. Trevor has deleted his Facebook. So um, if you want to yell at him on the page, we'll relay it to him for you. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No filter too. So give it to him. Yeah. And we'll probably, we'll share, we'll share those posts and other groups, but trying to localize it and, and build a, a community and be able to have a more direct contact with you guys to 
if you want to hear something or liked or disliked, let us know in there, man. Yeah. Yeah, please. Well, listeners, you guys have been awesome thus far. Um, it, 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 we're still loving doing this. So if there's any requests that you guys have, anything that you want to hear, um, you know, please, please let us know. Um, so, all right, guys, you guys have an awesome week. Yes, sir. Get this one posted and we'll talk yep. to you guys next week. This is the Greek adventures, the max on inflatable boats, Greek adventures podcast presented by lone bison fly tying tables, lone bison fly premium quality, functional art. And also don't forget to check out the Oklahoma river warriors over on Facebook, uh, continue to support their mission and keep your local waters clean. So gentlemen, have an awesome week, catch some fish for me and we'll talk next week. Yep. Good night, dude. See you buddy. Yes. See you guys.